Welcome back. It's the Chief Exposure Officer here, ready to expose you to new perspectives, ideas, and solutions that help you get what you really want in life. I always say, next level results require next level thinking, and next level thinking requires exposure. And sometimes the only way to know that you can have better is to see something better. And we all have a next level. But what does it look like for you? I mean, for real, where do you see yourself this time next year in your career, business, health, relationship, finances, in your spirituality? The Exposure Next Level podcast will not only help you answer those questions, but will provide practical steps that guide you to maximize your potential, increase your productivity, and develop the skills necessary to propel you to your next level in every area of life. Jennifer, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Expose Your Next Level podcast. I am so, so, so glad uh, to have you as a guest today. Um, Today, we're going to get to know you a little bit more. We're going to talk about just some uh, exposure that you've had to new ideas and and new information that changed you for for the better. And then we'll, we'll have you share some tips with our audience because we're all trying to get to the next level. We're all trying to get better. We're all trying to do better. We're all trying to grow. And in order to grow, uh, we have to stretch our mind. And the only way to stretch our mind is to open it and insert new information. There's a, there's a quote that I love that says, a mind stretched by a new idea will never return to its former dimension. And when I tell you like year over year over year, I I see that that statement is just so true because my mind stretches and then it's like, now I look back five years ago and I'm like, did I used to think that? (laughs) Have you ever had times like that where you feel like, man, uh, I can't believe I used to believe that or I used to think that, or that was my, you know, my, my, my way of life. And when you know better, you do better. So anyway, before we jump in, um, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Jennifer, so we can get to know you. Okay, thank you very much for inviting me to the show. I'm very, very excited um, to just share with your audience um, about myself and about what I do and different tips that will help them in their business and also their personal life. So my name is Jennifer Henderson. I am a wife, a Christian, a devoted Christian. And I love the Lord with all my heart. And I'm passionate, very passionate about what I do. I'm also the CEO for Gen Garbo Keeping Solutions. And I help entrepreneurs to reduce their stress and confusion, and also to ensure that they understand their business finances. I developed what you call my nine step elevation blueprint, which helps them is a step-by-step approach which helps them to reduce their stress and confusion, to improve their profitability, reduce their tax liability, and give them a better understanding of their business finances so that they can make you know, strategic and informative business decisions for their business and also for their future. Talk about exposure. You're, you are so, so right, you know, thinking about entrepreneurs, business owners, and many times as an entrepreneur, right, you have a great idea, you have a phenomenal product or service, and then you start marketing it, right? You start bringing in money, and 
if you don't understand how to, you know, handle your finances and plan strategically, as you said, yes, it can definitely cause stress. And you and I have talked before and I, and I, and I told you if it wasn't for my husband, who is a, a finance person. I would have been like all over the place. And, and before I met him, I, I felt like, you know, I could just make decisions without even, you know, thinking about the financial impact. And right. once I, had that information and had that exposure to, you know, some financial principles, I realized, okay, I have to do things a little bit differently. And many businesses, I'm sure, you know, they bring in a lot of money and then they can't account for um, uh, during, you know, what they spent during tax time, or even like right. in the midst of, you know, COVID, there was a lot of, you know, resources available for businesses and, you know, entrepreneurs, but uh, you and I talked before and you said like there many individuals that you spoke with could not even take advantage of those resources because they did not have their finances in order. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right. So pretty much that changed my whole um, life and how I look on business and how I, you know, decide to help entrepreneurs. And I must say that also forced me to develop this nine step elevation blueprint. Because I realized that most entrepreneurs, even though they, yes, they make these money and everything, but they do not understand the financial aspect of their business. So about April, on, between April and May, um, I volunteered with um, Flatwood Thrives. It's an um, organization, non-profitable organization that, you know, helps to sensitize small business owners and pop-up shops about these financial opportunities out there, the PPP and the EILD. And what I realized, to my surprise actually, I realized that even though these companies have been in existence for years, they are doing business and all of that, they were not able to take on this opportunity. And based on what I realized, it's based on two specific reasons. One, they do not have a business bank account, which is critical. The other reason is that they did not have accurate or complete accounting records. So because of that, they were not able to say, okay, this, these are my income for this year. These are my, my payroll amount. So because of that, they were not able to get the opportunity. So I said, whoa, this is really a critical need for entrepreneurs, because even though they're in business and all of that, they do not have proper accounting records, they do not have proper accountability for their finances. And this is critical. As a business owner, the bank account, a business bank account is critical. By, um, by law and by proper accounting principles, you should have a separate business bank account. So your business bank account and your personal bank account, they are two separate entities and we need to treat them as such. And that prevent a lot of confusion, a lot of stress, um, and save you a lot of money too. Because if you have everything lumped up in one, you have to get someone to go through and to differentiate what is business as opposed to what, what is personal. And two, you will lose money there because there are some expenses that you could have treated as tax deductible that are not accounted for. So you realize that your tax liability would have been more than what it should be. And two, there might be expenses that are overstated too because you're doing an estimation. You take all these things to your tax person, 
they are just maybe going to do it at an estimation because there is no way they'll be able to go through all of this. So your tax liability could be higher or lower than what it should be. And then that will lead to penalty and, and IRS, no joke with their penalties. And two, that triggers an audit because if they realize you're not sure what you're doing in your business, that is a red flag that will trigger an audit to your business. And I always say to entrepreneurs that you should have a structured, a structured financial system. As an entrepreneur, your financial system is a major and critical foundation of your business. It should not be treated slightly. And sometimes entrepreneurs think of accounting and bookkeeping as an expense to their business. And it's not an expense, it's an investment in your business. Because in the long run, you are saving. Because as I mentioned earlier, if these things are not correct, then you, there is penalty. You have to be paying extra, extra money for an accountant or bookkeeper to come in to go through all of this, to, dif to differentiate what's your business expenses. So that is critical. That is critical. And as I said, working with these entrepreneurs, I realized that they don't understand the importance of having accurate financial records. Not just financial records, but accurate. Because sometimes they try to do it themselves and it's not accurate. And I'm saying accounting and bookkeeping is more than just entering information. It's more than data entry. Because first of all, you need to understand about accounting standards and accounting principles and tax laws, tax principles. Because if you don't enter the information in the right category, then your reporting will be incorrect. As I always say, garbage in, garbage out. So you have to be experienced or get someone experienced to do your accounting and bookkeeping aspect of your business so that you can make informed and confident financial decisions in your business. And yes. so when you look at it, um, say an investor, if you are a company that's seeking investors, they need to see your financials. They need, mm -hmm. there are certain things that they need to see for them to realize that, hey, I can invest in this company and make my return. If you are getting a loan, if you are getting a grant, it's the same thing. So as entrepreneurs, we have to treat our business finances, finances as priority. Get that solid foundation from the outset, set your business on a solid foundation for the future. That's, that's very, very valuable information. And thanks for, for sharing that, Jennifer. One of the things that I was thinking as you were talking is there are a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs who um, maybe they feel like they can't afford to have a, uh, a professional, right? Do their finances. And so they take, you know, take those responsibilities kind of right. on themselves and maybe they don't know what they don't know. And so they're not doing it right. Is there any right. tips or advice that you would have for a person who's in that situation and they feel like they don't, you know, it's almost like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. And sometimes you can try to do your own finances, but it doesn't mean you should do it. And if you can't afford right now, like as a, as a startup, you know, getting somebody, uh, an accountant or, or a financial professional to handle that for you, what advice would you give to an individual like that? Okay, so there are two things, um, actually three things. So one, you can get someone to come in part-time. It don't have to be a full-time. If you are just starting out, understandable, you don't have a lot of transaction, don't have a lot of funds, but you can get someone to come in part-time. So every quarter to 
you know, do your books and all of that. The other thing you can do some aspect of, um, say, do some tracking on an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. But two, you need to understand how Excel works because Excel is formula based. So if you don't understand two, then that will be another problem. But some companies start with an Excel, um, set up simple Excel formula. You can get someone to help you with that. And you do a tracking. So you record all the daily transactions, your sales, your expenses. And then you can get an accountant or a bookkeeper just to do um, a preliminary review. Make sure you capture that. So you can start with that. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you need an experienced person to guide you. But then that will cost you a little less because you'll be doing some of the work yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you get someone to just do an overview, just review to make sure everything is fine. So you can do that, do the part-time or um, the food, that our option is full-time. So you have three options you could go with. So if you do some part of it yourself, then it's less costing for you. But at the same time, we can't say, okay, we're doing it and we don't understand what you are doing. So we have to weigh the pros and cons. You have to know your capability, what your mm -hmm. expertise are in, because if you don't know like Excel and all of that, then it will defeat the old purpose and create, you know, another mess. What do you think about um, like using QuickBooks and software like that? I know I see a lot of these softwares marketed that they link up to your business bank account, right? And then they decipher um, the categories for these fees and um, charges that are going to your account. And then supposedly, they, they help you so that when you do your taxes, it's all already done for you. Is that true? Or um, do you still need somebody to, to overlook that? Well, I, I had a recent meeting with someone and they have QuickBooks and they were trying to do it themselves and their book is in a mess because oh. it goes back to that as well. You need to understand what the transaction means, the category that it should be recorded in. Because QuickBooks does not automatically record these things for you. You have to know which category. So okay. if, and it depends on the business that you're in. Because if you're in manufacturing, um, stuff that you purchase will not be an expense. It will be cost of goods sold as opposed to another business. So you have to know, depends on the type of business that you're in, the transaction, the category to, to, to record those transactions as. Because what is an expense to um another business owner may be a cost of goods sold for another business owner what may be a direct expense to one type of business will be an indirect expense to another type of business so you need to know that category that is important so yes quickbooks is there but as i said garbage in garbage out if you don't know what you're doing then quickbooks not going to help you because even a bank reconciliation, yes, it may be linked to your bank account, but you, be, you have to be able to understand how to reconcile your bank account. And a lot of times entrepreneurs look at their bank account as their cash flow, which mm -hmm. is not. Your bank account is not your cash flow. Your bank account is there as a guide to say, hey, you have money in your bank. But remember, there are some things that you call, I call them um, transaction in transit, mm -hmm. that those are on their way to your bank. So maybe you have a new client who just signed up. That money is not yet reflected in your bank. It's only the way to the bank. So the amount is in your bank is not you know, the right amount. It's, you know, it's not the right amount. On the other hand, if you have, say, a standing order mm -hmm. 
for maybe a subscription or some training program and you have a payment plan. So you say, okay, I have a standing order, say to take this out three times, three payments. Then that may be something in transit. So in your account, you may say using $2,000, but if you have that standing order for $500, technically you do not have $2,000 to spend. You only have 1,500. So we oh. need to look on that as not being your cash position for your business, but a guide in terms of what you have to spend. The cash flow is what guide you, that shows you what your, your cash position is, if you are able to meet your obligations. And, you and said, I recommend, mm -hmm. sorry, I recommend to entrepreneurs to do that cash flow, you know, monthly, quarterly, but you need to have that cash flow so you know exactly that you are able to meet your obligations on a monthly or quarterly basis. Okay, and I'm just, I'm just going back to what you said. So a transaction in transition is like yeah. some, basically something that hasn't been cleared. Is that right? Right. Okay, right. so there's still, nice. Okay, I'm gonna have to, to, to take a pen and mentally write that <laughs> note down. I, I like that. Um, you, you, you seem and very, very, very passionate about finances. And, and I'll be honest, I don't run across too many people who are very, very passionate about finances. Most people it's like, Ooh, I have this dream or this goal or this book or something, you know, that they're working on. And the finance people that I come across are kind of few and far between. So whenever I talk to somebody who's like really, really passionate about finances, I always want to ask this question. What, what inspired you to uh, get into finances? And then, you know, uh, when did you know that this is something you wanted to do? Okay, good question. And everyone I speak to always asks this question. So I found out that I have this love for numbers from a little child. Um, from a little child, I'm always, I was always fascinated with numbers. So I'm, I was always looking on the receipts. Sometimes I didn't understand what they mean, but I was fascinated with numbers. So my late grandmother, would, she would call me a little accountant because I'm always looking on the receipts and stuff. And then getting older, I realized, I, you know, I really love this numbers thing. So in high school, I studied accounting and business. And wow, I love this thing. I said, wow, this is something that I'm really interested in. And actually, I wanted to work in the bank as a bank teller. That's how you know, I love to, you know, deal mm -hmm. with money and transactions. And when I completed high school, I said, well, I need to pursue a career in the accounting profession. And so I did the Association of Accounting Technician, which this is a global exam. Um, and I did that. And after that, I did the Asso Association of Certified Chartered Accountants. And this is also a global body. In, I'm a member in the US and also in um, London. So I'm a fellow because I've done this over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I completed that. And also I did a master's in accounting professionals with University of London. And mm -hmm. now I'm now pursuing the enrolled agent, IRS enrolled agent course. So I'm, you know, I'm all in this numbers thing. So I started out at an early age. And to be honest with you, even though I have been in the accounting space for over 20 years, I've worked in several industries in senior roles. So the industries um, include finance, health, real estate, just to name a few. 
my passion initially wasn't to start a business. I wanted to just continue up the corporate ladder to the highest there is. I've been financial controller for a group of companies. I've been chief accountant. So my aim was just to continue up the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. But in about two years ago, three years ago, I decided, oh, you know, um, I realized that entrepreneurs, they really don't understand the reason behind their numbers. As I mentioned before, yes, they know they are making profit, but what is driving these sales? If you have, say, two revenue streams, yes, everything may look profitable, the bottom line, but do you know which one of these revenue streams are driving the revenue? Is it one? Is it two? Is it all three? And sometimes when you look on the drill down in the numbers, you realize, hey, it's just one of these revenue streams is driving my revenue. So the two other revenues are pretty much not doing anything. So you as an entrepreneur need to look and see, okay, what do I do? Do I withdraw these? Do I look on how I market these to improve my sales? So having your numbers, that's one thing, but understand what your numbers mean that is critical to entrepreneurs. And because of that and my passion, and I really want to fulfill my purpose, God-given purpose, and to use my talent to really help entrepreneurs to understand their numbers so they can make accurate and confident business decisions that brings out that passion, even more passion. And that's how Jen Garbo Keeping Solutions was birthed. I want to I rewind a little bit because you said something that I, I think I want to highlight. Um, you mentioned understanding the finances and the income that's coming in. If you have multiple revenue streams, if you're not paying attention, you're not looking at it, it's possible that maybe one revenue stream is bringing in the majority of the money and the other two may not be. And something that crossed my mind when you said that is, yes, you can also, you know, market it to see what you can do better to kind of bring more money in. But also you may not realize that you're losing money, right? So like if you're paying for fees or something for one of the revenue streams and it's not bringing any money in, maybe when you're looking at those finances, you can say, you know what? I'm just going to stop selling this product because it is costing me more than it, you know, than, than I'm, uh, than it's worth. And you could actually bring in more money. And that, 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 exactly. that was the thought that crossed exactly. my mind when you said that. And I was like, wow, like that, that makes complete sense. And, right. you know, just thinking about how, you know, you, you know, you, you said a whole lot, you said a lot of great things. And I believe it applies to, to all of us. When you think about from a child, you knew what you were passionate about. And over time you got involved and you wanted to, you had a dream, right? You wanted to climb up the corporate ladder. And then as you were doing that, you know, step by step by step, you realized that there was a bigger purpose that, that, that it wasn't about um, checking off boxes uh, in the corporate ladder, but it was more about how can I directly help people? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What can I do better than anybody else? And so I want to pause there and just talk to the audience a little bit about just taking some time to think and reflect. What is it that you do better than anybody else? You know, what, what is your purpose? You know, why are you here on the earth? And, and Jennifer, you, you mentioned a lot of things and I'm just trying to, trying to recap in my mind, but uh, you had exposure to different information and one of the things that happened that you said was you were, you know, you got your degree, you were working in these companies, you climbed up the ladder, you chief, 
you know, chief accountant and all this stuff. And then you came across entrepreneurs, you were exposed to them and you realized like, wait a minute, these businesses and corporations that are larger, they have it together. They know what they're doing. Um, but there's entrepreneurs out here who don't. And now that I've seen this, I have an appetite to help them. That's part of the reason why, you know, I have this podcast and I, and I want to pause on like the exposure moments because when you are exposed to new information or new ideas, you come up with new solutions. And, and right. ultimately you sometimes find your purpose in all that you find your next level, you find the next thing that you should be doing. And when, when I think about a next level, it's not a next step. Like a next step is like, all right, I want to move from this position to this position, or I want to accomplish this goal after this goal. But, but next level is not just going up the steps. It is taking the elevator to a whole other floor, right? It is like, wait a minute, I've transitioned from mm -hmm. corporate life to I'm an entrepreneur and I found purpose and I'm helping people. And so I just, I, I wanted to stop and park there and just to get people, people's minds rolling and, and, and thinking because it's so important to, um, to do things. And like, you know, as you follow on to know more. And so you, you, if you're not trying to take in more information, then you stay where you're at. But as you get exposed to new people and new ideas, it's almost like you feel like, I didn't know I wanted this thing, but now I want this thing. So, so Jennifer, um, what, um, in thinking about like exposure and learning new things and, and, and getting to know yourself, is there anything that you've learned about yourself in the past 60 days that has changed your perspective or the way you think? Um, yes. By dealing with all these different entrepreneurs and learning about businesses, um, different types of businesses on the problems that they face because each entrepreneur has a different pain point that I need to provide a solution from. And there are different levels in their business. So some may be just starting out and they need a different guidance. Uh, some may be in the middle part, um, say the intermediate stage of their business, some may be a little more advanced. So be able to have a solution for each category of entrepreneurs to fulfill the, their, their need and to give them that value. Because for me, I want to provide value for my entrepreneurs. Yes, I'm in business to make money and all of that, but what gives me satisfaction at the end of the day is when my entrepreneurs, their lives, their businesses have been changed because of my direction and my guidance. It gives me that, that, that um, joy, that fulfillment, um, that sense of purpose. When at the end of the day, I know that because of what I guide them to do, I help them to clear, get a clear understanding of what their finances mean, to relieve them of that stress. Because being an entrepreneur is a, it's a lonely journey and it can be very stressful. And just for someone to help you to relieve you of those stress, especially now going up to the tax season, is very stressful, especially if your books are not in order. So that you, you cannot sleep well at night because your books are not in order. You don't know what's going on. So, so for me, it, it, it gives me that satisfaction, that fulfillment. 
I feel that I'm really fulfilling my God's given purpose and I'm using my talent to help entrepreneurs. And that, you know, give me that fulfillment. So I would say that joy, that fulfillment, knowing that I'm, you know, fulfilling my purpose, using the talent that I've given. I'm not wasting my talent, burying my talent, but using it to, you know, help persons, empower them, develop them, help them to be more um, confident about their finances. So regardless of who they ask, them what is happening in their business, they can confidently say, I'm doing this per month. This is my acquisition cost. This is my revenue driver. This is my expense driver. So that, you know, that gives me that joy, that compassion, that passion, that fulfillment. I would say that that's, that's what drives me. That's what happened. Very good. Very good. And, and you mentioned earlier that, um, you broke out your entrepreneurs into different categories and you understood that they each of them had different needs and you wanted to add value. Uh, I wanted to make a point that everything that we're talking about today, while we are talking about entrepreneurs and business owners, all these principles can be applied to your personal life. Right. So even exactly. if you're not an entrepreneur, it is important to understand where you stand financially. You know, yes. early on when I was younger, maybe like 18, 19, 20, uh, I... I would just literally, I would get paid and I felt like I have the right to spend every dime I get. <laughs> and I'm just being transparent and honest. I would literally get paid on Friday and like by Monday, I wouldn't know where my paycheck went. Um, and as I got a little older and matured a little more, I realized that when an emergency happened or something came up, I didn't have the funds. And then I had to go to family or somebody and say, I need gas money or I need my car broke down and I need a tire or whatever the case may be. And I quickly learned that I better track what I'm spending. I better save something and put something aside and I better know where my money is going. And so um, I think this is valuable information for anyone who's listening, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur, uh, you work a job or whatever you're doing, you know, I think managing your finances and understanding where you stand is so important. And I, I talked about earlier how my husband, he's like, he is a stickler about the finances. He is very strict. He actually plans our personal home finances. And I'll say our, but his, because he doesn't even want me to merge my money with his because he doesn't <laughs> want to see the Amazon transactions that take place. Okay. He does not want to see that. But at any rate, he plans his finances out for the entire year. So like he does it 12 months in advance and he inputs everything like our mortgage, you know, electricity, water, you know, gas, recreation. He, I mean, anything you can think about, he has a line item for it. Um, and then what he does is he tracks everything that he spends. So like he, if, if he goes to food, right? And he puts $5 in the food category. When he pays the mortgage, he does that and so on and so forth. Um, and I remember five or six years ago, we were buying our house. And so we were like, all right, buckle down. We want to save some money. And so I, I had to get on board with his, with his plan. And I remember one day uh, he got my car and there was a Wendy's bag in there. He's like, you spent $2, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, it's just $2, you know, but as I grew and learned more, I understood that um, you can't just say it's only $2 or it's only yeah. $5. Because mm -hmm. if you do that and you have that mentality, guess what? 
those two dollars they add, add up. Right. Yeah. So fourteen dollars in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Twenty eight dollars in two weeks. And you can keep going and going on. And so before you know it, you spent seven hundred dollars at Wendy's and then, right. you know, something happens and you don't have seven hundred dollars to fix your car. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just wanted to say it, it, this information is for anyone, uh, what, you, you know, no matter what. Um, and so circling back we've said so much and i feel like i'm just like all over the place in a way just because i'm excited and learning at the same time and so like just like thought 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 thought, thought coming to my mind uh and i don't want to take up too much time but um what, so just, what a little, just a little summary there just to put everything together that you said and congrats to your husband great job <laughs> great great job great job so that pretty much is just a is a budget and the budget is your your roadmap your gps that guides you to say okay this is where i want to be and yeah. also i like the fact that he, he looks at what he spends so you said okay i budgeted five dollars and this is what i'm spending and this is what i'm spent and if you spend more than that then you said okay why did i spend that Mm -hmm. So I like that, that he has a budget for the entire year, which is his roadmap, his gold. And because he's saving towards a, a, a house or something, and that is gold. And also he's matching his spending. So he's guided, the budget is guiding him. Okay, this is what I budget for um, recreation. This is what I have to spend. This is what I've spent. So he's just putting it together. Budget is critical both for business, individuals, and also to to um track what you spend against your budget that's very very critical yeah oh and a good good point that i want to mention to you too this can apply anywhere but in our in our personal life so last year since we've had this house we have an older house and our electric bill in the winter time and i'm not exaggerating we only have uh our house is uh, i think 1600 square foot and we have an all electric house but our electric bills we're like anywhere between $600 and $900 a month sometimes in the winter. Um, and we found out that our furnace was like acting up. And so what we did, we got on a, a, a budget plan with the electric company so that we could pay the same amount all year round so that in the summer times, we would compensate for the higher winter bills. Right. Well, last year, our um, furnace, the wires burnt out in it or whatever. And we were trying to get our home warranty to pay for uh, a new furnace and they didn't. And so we just made the decision like, you know what? We're just going to buy a new furnace ourselves because it's just too much. The furnace is breaking down every, you know, every winter. And then, you know, it's costing us money. So we bought a new furnace and we got a, uh, what is it called? Like a energy efficient or whatever uh, right. furnace. And so then this winter um, we started, you know, of course my husband is tracking the finances and Jennifer, he was able to compare like this year to last year and see that wow. we were saving hundreds of dollars uh, just by getting a new furnace. So yeah, we spent, you know, however many thousand dollars to get the furnace. Um, but in the long run, Same. we're going to save money. And when you begin to track that way, it's almost like the, I don't know, and I'm not a finance guru, but you get to a break even point, right? Where right. the money we spent on the furnace we are saving the extra money that we were spending every month. And then once, you know, once a certain point hits, now we're all profit from, right, you know, right. with mm -hmm. our furnace. And that applies personally in business, but 
see, I'm not the one tracking that stuff, but he, you know, he gets excited about that. So he's like, babe, look, like, right. we're saving this. And he's got this whole pie chart and graphs right. and lines to show how everything is fluctuating. But it's good to see a visual representation right. that you are getting better financially, that you're saving, saving money. And I think for us, like in, in, in business, yeah, you probably want to be more of a stickler. Personally, uh, I, I like the fact that he and I are different. Like I'm a little more spontaneous financially than he is. And we balance each other out because sometimes personally, you don't want to be so, uh, so strict on your finances that you don't enjoy life. Right. Um, right. And mm -hmm. then you don't want to be so free that mm -hmm. you don't make wise decisions. So finding that good balance in the middle and we right. kind of like our yin and yang, we, we pull each other. And I'm like, dude, we're not waiting until we're 60 to have fun. Okay. We're, <laughs> you need to do something. And then he's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you spending that? So we pull each other kind of like tug of war. And I think that is, that is needed. So even yeah. though we're talking about finances, I don't want, you know, the, our listeners to feel like, oh my gosh, I need to track every little penny in my personal life, track your money, make good decisions, save money. Um, uh, but also enjoy life, right? Like yes. you know, enjoy yeah. the present moment. Mm -hmm. exactly. um, sometimes it's good to just say, you know what? And, and honestly, I've actually taught my husband to incorporate the fun aspect into his savings. So now he's allotted himself an allowance every month. So it's still a line item. And so right. even if you're a person that tracks, you can put something on your spreadsheet that says my allowance or my fun bucket or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you're putting money in there. So then if you save, let's just say a hundred dollars a month, I don't know, I'll just say something, you know, small like that, then at least you have that. And if you don't do anything fun with that hundred dollars, carry it over to the next month. And then you have $200. If there's something you want to mm -hmm. buy, you can buy it, you know? And so, um, I think having discussions about money is, is good. And I used to not want to talk about it at all because I felt like I just want to do what I want to do. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's somebody out there listening who who thinks the way that I thought before, like, you know, who cares? But this is why exposure is important. You need to know that, you know, it, it's important to track your, track your, your finances and, and spending. Um, Jennifer, we're going to get ready to wrap up, but I want to ask you a couple, couple more questions. Okay. Tell us three principles that you believe are necessary to getting to the next level. And this doesn't have to be in finances. It could just be just in life because no matter whether it's finances, fitness, family, faith, whatever, there's a next level, right? And there's the pr a principle of something that can apply across the board, meaning that if you do it, it's going to work yeah. no matter what, you know? Okay. So the first thing I would say, be consistent mm -hmm. with what you do. I'm someone that is very consistent. Um, so if, I say I, I do a lot of educating and posting on social media, and I try to do that consistently. So I will post educational um, content. I will post motivational, because I'm trying to balance educational, motivational, and um, something that is persuasive. So it, it's whatever you do, try to do, do it consistently. Your action speaks for you. That your action speaks for you. Sometimes you don't have to do anything just um, or say anything rather, but based on how you act, based on the way you treat persons, it speaks volume. And I can attest to that. Persons say that I am always impactful. For me, 
I'm just being myself. I'm, mm -hmm. That's just who I am. But whatever I say, whatever I treat persons, it come across very impactful and empowering. So the way I speak to them, the way I serve them, the way I encourage them. So I would say be consistent in what you do and make sure that it's impactful, it's you know, changing someone's life. You are building a legacy, really. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing I would say, set high standards for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I am someone who set high standards. I always high expectations. And because of that, the people I serve, the persons who I interact with, um, they receive way above. I pretty much over deliver. On the promise mm -hmm. over deliver because my standards are very high. And even though I may come across persons, their standard may be medium. No, I'm not lowering on my, I'm not lowering my standard. My standard is maintained at a high level. And wherever I go, whatever I do, whoever I interact with, that doesn't change for me. That's that's in my DNA and that's that's who I am. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to lower my standard. So continue be that person that you always be i keep that standard high and person will will, will will respect you too i think when you lower your standard it's like you're unstable so they're not sure what you believe in what you stand for but mm -hmm. when you have that standard that you maintain they know exactly what you stand for i'll just give an example persons know that i, I am a christian what i stand for my principles my high ethical principles my work ethics so there are certain things that they will not come to me with. There are certain discussions that they know I will not entertain. So that standard is high. So they know, okay, that's Jennifer. And that's what she stands for. So if in the event something may um, came out of their mouth unexpectedly, they say, oh, I'm sorry, Jennifer, I didn't mean to say that. So you have to set that standard. The next thing I would say, um, be yourself. Be yourself. Um, believe in yourself. And be unique. You are unique. Um, I am the only Jennifer Lorna Henderson that is out there. There is no one like me. I am unique. There may be a lot of accounting professionals out there, but I am unique. There is no one like me. The way I do things, the way I serve my clients, the way I interact with people, the way I empower persons. I am someone who is empowering, is motivated. I like to empower persons and lift them to the next level. I'm not someone that like to suppress person and feel um, insecure because, oh, I have so many persons in my space. No, I know my worth. I know my value. I know my purpose. And I know my God-given talent. So whatever I do, I do it with confidence. And I'm not um, feeling threatened because persons around me doing the same thing. Because I know my space. I know the purpose that God has given me. And I know that purpose is being fulfilled to impact lives, impact businesses, personal business, whatever person. So I'm not feeling threatened. So, and one more thing I would say, um, don't wait until everything is perfect for you to start. Start where you are and then build on progressively. Up, um, improve as you go along because in life nothing will be perfect and if you are waiting for that right moment it will never happen so for you to move to the next level start where you are and then gradually move to the next step until you reach where you want to be because I my first job was a cashier that's where I started mm -hmm. that was my first job and look where I am today I'm a proud owner 
of Jen Garbo Keeping Solution. I'm a financial strategist. I'm a financial coach, a business strategist. I'm a senior financial analyst at NYU as well. So start where you are, but you need to know where you're going to. Because if you don't have a destination, you can stop anywhere you are. If you are taking the bus and you don't know, okay, you are going, taking the bus from Brooklyn to Manhattan, you will, you will just come off anywhere. You may come off at Atlantic City. You may come off at Sheepheads Bay. You need to know exactly where you are going. And if you know where you are going, then you start where you are and build, do whatever it takes to, to, to do to reach where you are. So I started as a cashier. That was my first job. And I'm now, I'm a proud, proud CEO and founder for Gen Garbo Keeping Solutions. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, just to go back to what you said about, you know, starting where you are, using what you have, doing what you can, and not waiting until things are perfect, right, to start. And I, I definitely had, and sometimes I still struggle with being, <laughs> trying to be a perfectionist, because I want everything to be done right. And I'm using the air quotes as right, because what is right, what, you know what I mean? Like, and I would delay on getting things done. And I realized that sometimes done is better than perfect. Right. And the little small tweaks that you would make aren't even going to make that big of a deal. Like mm -hmm. I would analyze over writings, like over and over and read and changing words and all this stuff. And I'm right. like, in the big scheme of things, is that one word going to make a difference? No, it's not, you know? And so done is better than perfect. I'm going to recap the, the, the three principles you mentioned for you know, getting to the next level. And you gave us a bonus one because guess what? You said over deliver. And if you are an entrepreneur, if you are an employee somewhere, whoever you are, I believe in over delivering. I, you know, I am a, a customer service professional. Um, I, you know, I, I, I love customer service. I love delighting customers. I love making wow. people feel, wow. yeah, I love wowing them. Mm -hmm. I love what you said earlier, uh, uh, Jennifer, adding value, mm -hmm. right? Not just adding value, but ad adding more value than expected. I right. like to be able to serve so well that somebody says, man, I didn't expect that. You know, those, uh, those infomercials where they show you like, Hey, for nine 99, you're going to get this, but wait, there's more, you know, I, I, I want to be that person where it's like, but wait, there's more, there is more and more and more and more and more and more. So, so Jennifer says, if you want to get to your next level, be consistent, right? Be consistent, do the same thing all the time, even when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. um, set high standards for yourself and be who you are, right? Like set high standards so that people know what to expect from you. We live in an age where, you know, everybody's on social media. People want to portray a certain life in front of, you know, the, the world and get likes, but mm -hmm. you don't need, you know, social media likes to be valued because many people that are vying for those, those likes, uh, I talk to them sometimes in coaching sessions and, and a lot of them are not happy. Right. right. And so you want to, you want to think about, you know, who you are. And when you, when you, when you set those high standards for yourself, you're saying, I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to fit in. I don't have to do something just because everybody's doing it because guess what? The world may be waiting for you to step up and lead. The world may be waiting for you to step up and be the difference maker because maybe someone around you doesn't have the courage. And the third thing, and I guess I kept 
weaving that into setting high standards and I'm looking down at my, my notes is, you know, be yourself. There's only one you, you are uniquely created and you have something to offer the world that nobody else has. And many times we spend our, 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 our time comparing ourselves right. to a snapshot of somebody else's life because we've seen the, 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 what do they call it? The sizzle reel or the, like the, the highlight, the great moment. We saw that and we aspired to be that, but we don't know even what it took for them to get to that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, don't compare yourself to somebody who you think is doing better than you, because if you do that, you'll start to feel low and down on yourself. Don't compare yourself to someone who you feel like you're doing better than, because then you'll puff yourself up. Right. And you'll feel like, I've arrived, I've attained, I don't have anything else to do. And then you'll get left behind. The only thing that you should compare yourself to is the best version of yourself that you can be. I believe in God. If you believe in God, I believe that, you know, God created me to be, you know, who I am. And that's who I aspire to be the best version of myself. You know, if you don't believe in God, still find that best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and try to aspire to be that and don't compare yourself to anybody else because on either spectrum you are not going to be happy you'll be you'll be you'll be miserable um and so we're going to get ready to, to, to wrap up and thinking about the next level jennifer you told us kind of the, the the map the blueprint of how to get to your next level you you talked to us about the importance of getting our books in order and you know our finances together um you 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 walked us along your journey about you know you know the your your academics and your you know your your degrees and your certifications and all the positions that you've held um in the finance arena up to even starting your own business and helping entrepreneurs congratulations by the way uh but what is the next level look like for you well the next level for me is to really expand the gender bookkeeping solution, make it a household name, an international name. Mm-hmm. I see my business going worldwide, have agencies, and I'm speaking this into being. Yes, um, I love it. Um, agencies that are a part of this Gengar legacy, this Gengar empire, and that's where I see myself. And I declare it, I believe it, and I accept it in Jesus' name. I, I, I'm standing with you, you know, my word for this year, you know, I've been picking a word for the year for the past few years. And I think, what's this? This is 2021 already. 2019, my word was productivity. 2020, uh, my word was prosper. And then this year, my word is manifest or manifestation, because I'm believing for the manifestation of things that I put in work for where I was productive a couple of years ago and yeah. prospering in things and changing my mindset. And now I'm believing that I'm going to grab hold of, of, of the things that I want. And so I, I said all that to say, I'm standing with you that you're manifesting, uh, you know, this enterprise this international, right? You know, yeah. I, I'm believing it. And guess what? We heard it here first on the exposure yeah. next level. So, yeah. you know, one day we'll come back to this episode and say, she said it, she yeah. said it. Um, and so it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so, Hey, if you're out there and there's something that you want to achieve, right. It doesn't matter how big it seems, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Don't wait uh, for perfection to start. And, and I guarantee you, you, you will achieve it. It's a principle. 
Um, Jennifer, how can our listeners stay in contact with you or even if they want to um, uh, have some of your services? I know I will add, you know, your contact information into our, um, our show notes, but, you know, is there anything you want to say about, you know, like how somebody can get in contact with you? Okay, sure. So I'm just adding what I said before too. So this is my year of harvest. That's what I've been manifesting. This is 2021 is a year of harvest. So your listeners can get in touch with me via my website, which is https colon to backslash jengarbokeepingsolutions.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook and link Facebook and Instagram is Jen Garbo Keeping Solutions. Okay. So I can be found on all those platforms. Perfect. And um, you can actually visit my website and um, send me a message so you could get a free 30 minutes consultation session where I'll be able to look at your business, see what your areas are need for development, and then we could take it from there. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And, and again, everybody, I will put all that information, her website, her uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all that on the show notes. And so you'll be able to, to, to have those link, links there. And uh, Jennifer, any closing words? Well, my closing words are, and this goes to both entrepreneurs and individuals, ensure you, your finances are as a foundation. A budget is critical, both for business and individuals. Set a budget. We are now in January, the first month of the year. Today is the 16th. So this is the time, if you have not yet started, to create a budget for the year. See what you want to spend. Include some saving aspect in it as well, some emergency fund. Because as you know, COVID took us by surprise. And a lot of persons were... Um, this ended because of what happened. They had, they lost their jobs, business not doing as well as anticipated. So when you're thinking of your budget, think of unforeseen factors and try and factor something in your budget, emergency fund, whatever you want to call it, so that you would have that in your budget and not just create a budget, but also monitor your spending against your budget. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to spend more than what you have. And the next thing I would say, just start where you are. Be yourself. Tell yourself you can do it. There is nothing that you cannot do. Empower yourself. Have that self-confidence, knowing that you can take yourself to the next level. But first, you need to have a goal, where you want to be. And then create a roadmap in terms of what what it will take you to reach to your goal. So start where you are, start where you are, create a roadmap to take you to the next level and to your goal. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Everybody, remember your finances are your foundation. The wind will blow on all the houses, right? But when you have a solid foundation, you'll stay standing. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. Like us, subscribe, and share this podcast with somebody else. And I hope you got something out of the message that will allow you to expose your next level.